Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 8, the Apostle Paul writes, Whatever things are true, honest, pure, just, lovely, and of good report, if there be any virtue, if there's going to be any praise, think on these things. And today we wanted to talk about arguments for God arguments for God and specifically we want to highlight the reasoning or the rationale behind uh, those of us that believe in the existence of a transcendent being now I realize that uh, within the family of Christianity you have individuals that, that believe that uh, if you have faith, you don't need to talk about uh, God or argue that God is real, that God exists. But if I may say this, if we are to evangelize, if we are going to go out and spread the evangelion, the good news of Jesus Christ, Sooner or later, we will come in contact with someone that didn't grow up in the church. We'll come up, come in contact with an individual that perhaps uh, had an exposure to the church and through circumstances outside of their own control, uh, they were given incorrect inf- information and as a result have become in, uh, bitter about the experience in terms of going to church or perhaps someone grew up in a home and the parents or parent uh, discipled them in a way that was inconsistent with healthy uh, Christian upbringing and as a result they've grown up and have become bitter not just about the church but about the doctrines associated with the church So we never know why people turn their back on God or why people uh, say they don't believe in God. Whatever we do, we must ensure that uh, we never become judgmental to the point that we are condemning people. Now, judging, as I've said in previous episode, is not inconsistent with Scripture. The Bible uh, gives us the ability to judge whether an act is right or wrong, but not judging to condemn. That only belongs to God. But as Christians, we are to judge to see if an act or situation is right or wrong. So in today's episode, I wanted to give uh, the Christian family some tools in sharing with those that 
uh, claim that they are certain that God does not exist. And those who may be saying, I'm not quite sure if God exists for there's not that much evidence. So that's what we want to talk about on this episode. Now, last year, immediately after the 2013 Thanksgiving holiday, and many of you all that live in the Sacramento region um, have seen various billboards that were erected through the city and through the Northern California area. The billboards were created uh, apparently to encourage atheists, agnostics, humanists, secularists, uh, all of those who claim to want to live without the aid of God, without the restrictions of religion. It was uh, put up to encourage them to come out and proclaim their belief systems during the holidays, for they feel as though uh, during the holidays with uh, everybody, uh, mostly everybody, um, proclaiming Christ, and even if they weren't Christ, they're uh, acknowledging that there's a higher being during the Christmas holidays. Uh, These individuals uh, uh, didn't like or didn't sit well with them that uh, so many people were rubbing this idea that there's a transcendent being in their face. So this promotion was initiated uh, by the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which is based in Madison, Wisconsin. And again, this group uh, involves atheists, humanists, agnostics, uh, secularists, those who believe in scientism, as well as a host of other individuals uh, whose worldview is closely aligned with this type of thinking. So there was a total of approximately 55 billboards uh, advertised through the Northern California area with messages such as uh, believe in humanity, not God. And it would have the uh, individual's name uh, associated with this, uh, w- whatever they were proclaiming. And then they would be classified. So if the individual says, believe in humanity, not God, it would have their name, then it will classify what type of, uh, uh, what type of anti-God group they belong to. So in this case, the individual claim boldly that they are humanist. Then another one says, without God, I am full of love. Then there's another one that says, are you good with God? Millions are. Then there's another one that says, I trust reason over legend. Then there's another one that says morality does not require supervision. Then there's another one that says studying the Bible made me an atheist. So again, the whole aim of these billboards is to uh, highlight the fact that there are individuals uh, in our society. They may be your neighbors. uh, They may be your coworkers. They may be in your own family. 
but there are individuals whose worldview is is different than the Christian's worldview. So as we go out and live out the creeds of the scriptures, we will invariably come in contact with someone that claims to not believe in God. So how do we respond? Are we to just allow them to uh, keep living in their ignorance? Or do we just say, I have my God, they have their God, let's leave them alone. But what if the Holy Spirit touches your heart to share with these individuals? Are you prepared to give a Bible-based response when confronted with such a situation? So, again, there are 55 billboards. And let me just address the ones that uh, I mentioned previously in terms of a Christian response to uh, these arguments. And then we will move forward towards uh, more arguments that you can put in your tool belt in terms of how to uh, effectively respond to those that may not believe in God. So the first one says believe in humanity, not God. The problem with believing in humanity, number one, is humanity is flawed. And if we look at the history of uh, humanity, we learn things discursively. That means uh, one after another. Um, humanity make things up based on what they learn. So if something was, uh, was right, let's say 50, hundred years ago, and we hold on to this rightness, what humanity would say is, Oh, we discovered that that's not true. Uh, we've discovered a better way. So, when we put our hands in the uh, or put our life in the hands of human beings, we will always uh, sooner or later be led astray from the truth. And I'm not down in humanity. I love life. I love being a human. That's all you can be if you are human uh, based on your uh, nature or your ontology. But it is uh a bad foundation to build your house on, which is to give your whole being to following human beings. It's almost like the uh, lost uh, and the blind leading the blind or the, or the lost leading the lost. Let's not use that analogy. The lost uh, uh, leading the lost and scripture talks about that. So in humanity, for an example, there was a time where uh, the FDA would approve uh, certain uh, drugs saying that it was good for you only to uh, come back a few months or years later saying uh, we made a mistake. And that's the problem with making humans your God. Humans are flawed, which means that uh, you put your life in danger of a flawed being. And sooner or later, it's going to cause you uh, uh, harm. And some of that harm may be irreparable. Number two, it says, without God, I am full of love. Well, that begs a question. 
uh, how do you know what love is unless there is a standard for love? And for the Christian, I believe our arguments are stronger because we say God is the stand. God is love. Uh, God is the standard and the embodiment of what love is. And if you may, I want to give two uh, definitions for love. And uh, love, number one, I want to define it as uh, to desire the well-being of the beloved. To desire the well-being of the beloved, meaning that uh, there is uh, someone that is uh, desiring uh, the well-being of the object of their affection. And that's what God does. God desires uh, our well-being. Then the second definition I, I want to use is to uh, des to desire to be in union with the beloved. To desire to be in union with the beloved. And, and, and that's what God does. God not only desires our well-being, but he seeks uh, to be in union with us. He desires that uh, to be in union. Now, in humanity, the problem is uh, we find that uh, those two laws, those two definitions, it exists in us imperfectly due to the same nature. Uh, we we all can identify with this. There are some people that we have to love from afar. Uh, but in God, that's not the case because there's nothing that we as humans can do that will change God from who he is ontologically. And, and, and God will never be contaminated by us. It's impossible. Uh, God is always the same. But with us, it's possible that we can get in a relationship or desire uh, uh, to love someone and also want to be in union with them. But being in union with them can uh, uh, be of damage to us, meaning that uh, being in a relationship with this individual can uh, uh, cause us to stumble, can cause us to do things that we ought not to do. So when they said, uh, when, they, when, 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 when the atheist says, without God, I am full of love, it begs a question. Who is given the prescription for love? Is it humanity? What, what if my love is abuse? We find several cases of spouses who are abused by the other spouse and the other spouse says the abuser says, but I love this person. So it depends on who's defining love. And what we argue is the standard for love flows out of the nature of an almighty God, the, a transcendent being. Then the next one says, are you good without God? Millions are. And again, what does that mean in terms of being good without God to not know God is to have or, or is to deny the person that's giving you breath to not know God is to wake up each day and believe in only yourself and not to realize that there is greater power that is accessible if you would only confess your sins and accept his son is uh, Jesus the Christ. And I realize that um, I am presupposing that God exists, that I am biased in terms of my argument. I, I realize that. But so are atheists. Atheists are biased towards their position. But the difference is our position as Christians is based on the truth. The next one says, I trust reason over legend. 
Now, many uh, secularists, many humanists, many, many scientists, uh, many atheists and agnostics would have us to believe that if you are a person of faith, that you either uh, do not exercise reason or are incapable of exercising reason. So in other words, they want to separate faith from reason. They're saying that Christians are individuals that believe in these abstract concepts. And as a result, they are disqualified from the realm of intelligence. And that's not true. Uh, it's self-evident that Christians are just as smart uh, as, as those that are non-Christians and are able to uh, talk about intelligent matters, even science. So just because uh, I believe in God doesn't mean that I'm not using reason. Matter of fact, we can formulate our own syllogisms. Uh, we can formula formulate our own uh, 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 logical uh, uh, forms and come up with correct conclusions. So just because we are individuals of faith does not mean that we don't have Christians in the sciences. So the, 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 uh, the evidence in terms of uh, Christians that live around us, Christians that live in our own homes, Christians that go to our own churches proves that uh, Christians are er everywhere in terms of the sciences. So just because uh, you name call and, and just because you stereotype us doesn't mean that your conclusion is valid. So if you can find uh, 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 one incident of a Christian uh, who is reasonable, even to use reason, then this argument, uh, this, this disprove this argument that uh, uh, you must be a Christian and, and as a Christian, you can't use logic or you can't use uh, reason. Uh, even uh, the Bible tells us that Paul examined the scriptures uh, daily and in, in other translations that says that he reasoned from the scriptures. So uh, don't let uh, other people that may not know Christian doctrine, that may not know uh, what Christians stand for. Don't let them frame who you are. Uh, follow the uh, uh, the doctrines of the Bible. Follow the precepts given by God. Uh, all good things came from God, and and uh, there's no, nothing wrong with using reason. There's nothing wrong with using logic. But the the problem is we get in trouble depending on how we use reason and logic. Then uh, the the next one says morality does not require supervision. Well, if you have moral laws, you need a moral lawgiver, and that's who God is. Then the next one says, studying the Bible made me an atheist. And this billboard is a direct attack on Christianity. Uh, some of the uh, atheists who were interviewed said that they were not against uh, any religion or they were not against any one uh, faith. They just trying to. Uh, give encouragement to fellow atheists. Well, this particular billboard saying that studying the Bible made me an atheist is a subtle uh, dig against Christianity. It's, it's a subtle attack against those uh, that are Christians. Basically, uh, they're basically saying that uh, the Bible is full of myths. 
the Bible is full of legends. And uh, as a result, you shouldn't believe it. It's a fairy tale. So them reading the Bible convinced them of the uh, uh, the fallacies and that pushed them toward uh, atheism. And my response is that I'm not sure of this person's motive in reading the scriptures because there are numerous of fellow believers uh, who went to the Bible uh, with an honest and open heart who were not believers and some were atheists. And in reading the Bible, it actually uh, convinced and converted them to Christianity. So I am, uh, I am of the frame of mind that if a person is open, if a person has a sincere heart to seek the truth and if they visit the Bible, they will be changed. They will be transformed. Uh, God will quicken them um, because they're earnestly seeking the truth. So for the atheists, uh, we must be uh, loving. We must uh, love them as individuals. We must pray for them. We must not just ignore them thinking they're going to go away. Matter of fact, uh, atheism is on the rise. A few years ago, I read a report that uh, there is an atheist camps for youth. So atheism in America is not declining. It's actually ascending. And we must do our part to uh, respond to these attacks. So before we leave, I just wanted to remind us of the scriptures in terms of uh, how we should view atheism, how we, sh how we should respond to atheism. Uh, Psalms 14 and 1 says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Then uh, Psalms 90 and 2 says before the mountains were born or you gave birth to the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Then it's Psalms 19 and 1 says, The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Psalms 19 and 1. Then 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 6 says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded their minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and us and, and as your servants for Jesus sake for God who said, let the light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory. Amen. Thanks for listening to sound reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from sound reasoning ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. 
Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.